Welcome to the St. Paul Lakeland Podcast, where we connect you to the life and focus of our church here in Lakeland, Florida. My name is Nick Moss, Director of Christian Education. I've got Ken Sherman here, Director of Music. Welcome, Ken. Thank you. It's good to be here. Ready to talk about some Being Challenge? Yep, Being Challenge. It's Monday of the Study Scripture Week, but um, we got to do a little bit of the assignment of trying to gather together in community. So we had dinner together with our families on Saturday night, and that was nice. That was good. We really enjoyed having y'all over. The, the steaks were pretty good, I thought. Steaks were great. The, um, the hot dogs were a little... Hot dogs were a little black and curved. We like to say in Florida, they're blackened. <laughs> Not Louisiana blackened, though. No, a little grease fire black. That's right. But they worked. They were they were good appetizers. I shoot, ain't, I'm gonna, I'll eat a, a charred hot dog any day of the week. It's good. <laughs> but it was nice getting... It's always good to get together with you and Katie, but especially face-to-face with with people and talk about faith issues in life. And um, I think that's the benefit of Christian community is you can have fun, goofy conversations, but also have mm-hmm. serious conversations all in the same time. Yeah. I hope everybody who's listening, hope you all had a chance to meet that part of the challenge this past week and have some time with fellowshipping with your, with your friends and family. And yeah. And if you don't try to do it in the next couple of weeks, um, we're doing the bean challenge with Zach Zender here at St. Paul Lakeland we're doing that through Lent. It's 2021. And, this week is studying scripture, and so some different challenges to help remind us the the beauty of scripture and God's gift of scripture to us. It is definitely a good reminder for me to continue to be in God's word, even though I work at a church, to to personally spend time in God's word. Mm-hmm. So it can sometimes be a challenge because if um, so life just, gets busy, life gets busy, but it is definitely something that I need to continue to check myself on. So this week starts with, or started yesterday with the challenge to find our find our identity in Scripture. Yeah, which is an interesting turn of phrase. Um, I've grown up within the context of church, and I've often heard uh, to find identity in Christ. Yes, um, which is true. Which is true. Which is true. But I think it was a helpful change of the way to hear it when he talked about finding our identity in scripture. And I, this jumped out at me on page 95. He says, one of the biggest problems in the world is that many of us spend far more time listening to the lies of the enemy than the truth of the gospel. So yeah. we fill our heads with the Bible, finding what God says about us in scripture is, is a great way to just create a foundation for our uh, self-perception in the rock of God's word. Yeah. And it's that whole idea of that quote, is that we spend way too much time in listening to the lies of the world, lies of the enemy. You know, that can be music we listen to, things we watch, read, all that stuff. But it can Mm -hmm. also be people who are influencers in our life that are not speaking to us because they love us and they want us to grow in our faith in Jesus. But Are you talking about like Instagram influencers? I guess both. You know, people that would, would not know you, influencers, people that on social media. I think also those that do have influence over you. Yeah. Whether they're a family member that are in your life and you can't choose them because they're your family member. <laughs> you can choose how much time you spend with them, I guess. But, you know, are they a healthy influence in your life or are they are they pointing you to, kind of like we talked about last week, are they pointing you to Christ or right. are they steering you away from Christ? Right. And so what things in your life are doing that? And I, I think that's what he's trying to make here, this point of we want to spend time in God's word that's going to point us to Jesus. Yeah. So last week he kind of touched on making sure you're filling your life with people yep. that point you to God. 
then this week starts off with making sure that we're filling our mind with uh, just let's just call it content. Yeah. The scripture that points us to God. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be reading the Bible 24 seven. Okay. That's not what we're talking about right. here. We've, we've all been called to different vocations and jobs and God's put us here to work. And <laughs> there's um, whether you're a parent or grandparent or single or, you know, there's all those different vocations we have in our life but we have to be rooted in scripture and in God's word. Yeah. So that way, whatever we do out of, uh, comes out of that, not out of, I'm making my decisions based on this great article I wrote from, you know, some ancient philosopher or Buddha or some Instagram influencer. Right. (laughs) If it's not, if it's not grounded in God's word, we need to guard our hearts and minds against that. Yep. Absolutely. And then so they've got this target practice thing, which I think is interesting. You know, I read the Bible every day. I find my identity in the scripture. I, and it's just a good checkpoint, again, as as fallen creatures that don't match up to, to God's challenges in our life, what he challenges us to do every day. Uh, we have grace in Jesus, uh, knowing that, okay, maybe I don't read my Bible every day, but what can I do to continue to, to deepen my relationship with God Yeah, and start to try to get to that point? Yeah, so if you are... Thinking that one of the, that some of those targets sound a little vague. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and thinking, "Hey, that target sounds a little vague," just encourage you to go back and reread day 13 because Zach really gets into some some details of that explain the phrasing there and those targets. Yeah. So and some people have a, some people don't know how to read the Bible. Maybe you're one of them. I don't know, but that, you know, you're given this Bible with a lot of a lot of words and pages and chapters and small little numbers, and it's like, how in the world do I read this thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> have you ever read the Bible straight all the way through? Like Genesis to Revelation? Not in one sitting. Okay. Well played. <laughs> yeah, actually growing up, my uh, that was part of our, it was part of the family heritage that gotcha. we had. My dad would sit us, uh, my dad would wake us up at six o'clock every stinking morning. That's, wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. And we would have to, I say have to because as a child. Right. Yeah. Some, you're yeah, you're required some, to. Required reading? have to there. Yeah. So we would actually all sit around the table and read it together. And Wow. Tell you, there were there were months when we were going through the law and the prophets. And it was a little rough, <laughs> but yeah, I have read it all the way through. Yeah, we did ninety days in the Bible many years ago at St. Paul, and that was just reading it had daily readings that you went straight through ninety days. I think I got through most of the Old Testament before I think I fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have read every part of it, um, maybe not all the way through in one specific time frame. But we also did the story, and if you if you want to. If you're listening and you're like, man, I want to read the Bible and I'm just struggling to kind of put it all together, go get the book, The Story. Okay. And it goes through chronologically the Bible. Nice. Now, it doesn't have every single verse, God's Word. It walks through kind of the main timeline points, but The Story is a great book. That's a great perspective to walk through. It's a great perspective to walk through as you're um, trying to piece together in your head kind of the the story, Mm -hmm. obviously the book, The Story. Of, of of God and His people, so yeah. that's a that's a great one too, the story. But um, he talks about there's a four different R's. He's you know research it, remember it, reflect on it, um, oh, read it. I guess is the first one. Mm-hmm. Got to do that. So that that's one way to do it. There's many different ways. I mean, you've probably have a million ones. You know, you, we get spun off. Um, I, one of the ways that you know I I just sat, just sit down and you know you just open and read it and read it over and over. Sometimes trying to get through a, a book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know many people have different apps on their phones that'll, yeah. that'll walk you through topical things like yeah. that. Following reading plans is a great strategy just because yes. then you don't have to, and he even talks about it in this, in this chapter where he would, he started off just by opening up his Bible and right. just finding some place to start. And I think a lot of us have done that. I, I would be a little surprised if all of us haven't yeah. done that at one point or another. Uh, we just open the Bible, but eventually you start going to the same place or the Holy Spirit gives you some food out of that. But man, if you can find a strategy that works, that you're able to build a pattern around the habit. Yes. Hey, we're talking habit. about habits. And That's accountability great. too. So yeah. who can you have? And and I know these apps, you know, they have some accountability. So speaking of that, one of the things he asked this week is for you to start reading your Bible every week or every day, which um, I think is a great thing to do and go for it. But if you want to stay on this book, and not add one more thing, um, because we we are getting God's word in this book. It is in God's word, so that's why it's only forty days. We don't <laughs> want to just spend our whole life in it. Um, but we do. Uh, we are going to start a Bible reading plan, a forty day Bible reading plan, the day after Easter. Mm-hmm. So it'll kind of take us that forty days as we lead up to Pentecost. Yeah, and we're going to do a U version. It's an app. Uh, we'll put information out on our website, stpaulakeland.org/engage, and also through E News, and people could sign up and join. St. Paul. Yeah, just read through with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, so that's going to be a, another encouragement after this to help. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to to, to having that accountability as well. So yeah. there's if you've never sat down and read your Bible on a daily basis, I encourage you to pick up a reading plan. Um, find, find somebody that wants to do it with you is always a good thing. So day 15, that's going to be another day this week. It's talking about who, who influences the way you live. These last two days, or not last two days, last few days in this week are going to be talking about um, just how can you trust Scripture to be God's Word? Right, which we live in a culture that... Uh, everything is questioned. Everything is questioned. You know what? I, I always I love this. If you have cable or his, the History Channel, um, what happens like the three weeks before Easter every year? I don't know. Did Jesus rise from the dead? <laughs> There's like five different programs on archaeological. Is that where the alien guy, aliens yeah, meme comes yeah, from? Yeah, and all that. I don't know. It's it's you can set your clocks to it. Any, I mean, in Easter isn't even every the same day each year, but it's yeah. based on moon cycles or whatever. And I mean, the History Channel, Nat, Nat Geo, they they all have right. You know, but did Jesus really live? Was yeah. he? You know, it's it's all it's always that questioning, right? Yeah. We, we do have these people who make careers out of just defending the veracity of the scriptures. You know, right. We call them apologists, right? Right. And then, so that's one approach. And I remember back in college, I mean, I these people would show up to, I, I say these people, <laughs> this, this pe- people right. who found their, their life calling. They were, they were on the speaking circuit. Yeah, they were on the speaking circuit. They would come out to colleges and you know just defend the word of God. And there's a place for that, and there's a yep. purpose in that, right? Um, but Zach does a great job in this book of pointing out that there comes a point no matter how much you can talk about it and yep. undergird the reality of, of the history behind the book. And, you know, we, we can have more faith that the Bible is real than that Julius Caesar yep. was a real person. Yep. All those different things, right? But at some point it comes down to just you have to have faith. Right. It's oh. not an act of will. It's not something that we choose to take on, but you have to submit to the truth that we see reflected into God's word and just just kind of have faith that it is so. Well, he um, met, he mentions one of my favorite authors, Lee Strobel. If you don't know his story, mm-hmm. uh, you can Google it. But he was a Chicago Tribune law um, editor, and he wrote the book Case for Christ. Is his story of of going from 
being an atheist to following Jesus. And yeah, he went and sought out all the, all the experts and he wrote a mm-hmm. book about it. It's a great it, book. It's a great book because at some point, you know, it's not how much you know and you finally, you know, okay, now I know 79% of all the scientific fa- facts that Jesus actually walked on earth. Now I can have faith. Right. That's not how faith works. Now I can believe in Jesus. It's, it's through the gift of the Holy Spirit that we have faith. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it's nice to have all this extra information and fun to talk about. Yeah. And But even if we didn't have that, God still calls us to faith. Yeah. So it does. It is helpful though for some people. I recognize absolutely. that because that can make that bridge of faith. Excuse me, it can make that chasm that faith has yeah. to step over as a bridge a it little did, bit smaller. Definitely in our culture, um, and I would say the American academic culture, mm-hmm. probably so. Probably not so much in some other cultures in the world where they don't put place as much, you know, maybe value on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a value that we've placed. But it is what it is. But he talks about. At some point, like you said, you have to say, do I really believe this or not? Yeah. Yeah. And am I really going to, when I read it, trust that God is working through his Holy Spirit as I go through his word to to change me, to build me up in his kingdom for his work? And I think, I don't know about you, you maybe speak to your personal story here a bit, but I think for a lot of people that I've talked to and who I am one of those people who grew up, grew up in the church, that time in my life begins or be, really began to take hold in my later teen years. And as my, mm-hmm. as an early adult, as I began to dis- make decisions for my life, I was kind of faced with, well, how much of this is actually something that I believe enough to have life boundaries or life change as mm-hmm. needed? And how much of it was just my parents' faith that mm-hmm. I had habitually followed as a child. Right. And sometimes that it's a, it's a life crisis, you know, that mm-hmm. where you have to, to make that decision. Do I really believe that that God is who he says he is in his word? Because right now, maybe I don't feel it. And I think that's another thing, too, is this idea of um, faith versus, versus feelings. Mm-hmm. I think we can get into the trap of, well, I feel God or I don't feel God close to me. Yeah. And just an encouragement for those that are reading the Bible and they're like, I don't feel God. That's okay. Yeah. God doesn't rely on you having to have to feel him. God can, God still works uh, through his Holy Spirit no matter how you feel. His right. truths do not hinge upon your feelings. Yeah, and sometimes there is, sometimes there is, we don't feel God's presence because he is, he has prompted us for obedience and we have quenched the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that is a reality that sometimes sin creates that, that barrier. But sometimes God just has a moment in time for us to walk through the desert. Jesus yep. did it. If if Jesus walks through the desert, yeah. why should we assume we get we could get to be any different? Yeah. And so and, if you are in that moment listening to this, just just recognize number one that the truth of God's word holds fast mm-hmm. uh, over your feelings, like you're saying, Nick. And then the other thing is, don't cut yourself off from community. I mean, the church is here. We are here. Nick and I would be happy to receive a phone call or email and pray with whoever's maybe absolutely with because that. I've um, I think that's a good point. It's and and God calls us to read his word and again this idea of healthy habits and continue to be in his word so that way as you go through those moments in life um, whether they're joyous occasions um, I was just with somebody here on staff that just had some amazing joyous news and boy it was great to be around them and just we were just celebrating some great news that they got Mm -hmm. and it's awesome to be able to celebrate in community with that or if it's hearing some bad news 
It's it's the same thing with a relationship with God. He wants to be with you through it all. Yeah. So I look forward to the YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have that, um, download it. If you do, um, we'll get you information on, it'll be a St. Paul Lakeland um, YouVersion Bible app reading plan that'll start after Easter, which Easter is April 4th this year, so it'll start April 5th. And I'm looking forward to that. But you can always uh, connect with us more at stpaullakeland.org slash engage for all that we're doing here at St. Paul. And we're continuing to do the Being Challenge through Lent. We're excited about that. And um, looking forward to doing prayer next week. 